everyone, welcome to Animation Nation. I am your host, Primetime here, here with your latest news around animation and pop culture. Hopefully, everyone is having a wonderful day no matter where you are around the world. I apologize if I haven't, been, haven't uploaded any episodes for the past two weeks. I've been busy with with um family events that has been dragging me throughout the whole the whole almost the beginning of March and the end of February. So now I have a limited amount of of uh of of news. I know there's a lot of news been coming going around for the past two weeks. I was gone. Good thing we have more and more news to cover so far. So let's get started. Now, our first news for today comes from Forbes.com that the latest novel, labeled, uh, particularly the latest Star Wars novel, The High Republic, Into the Dark of Khaled Gary, Gary, introduces a particular character by the name of Geode, who is a navigator of a starship called The Vessel. It is piloted by the by Captain Lux, Leox and co-pilot Alfie. G, this particular character, Geode, is from a planet by the name of Vint with a species named Vintane. As the, the Vintane name can't pronounce correct, correctly of their names unless, you, unless they have a mouth. The introduction of the character Geode seems to be a form being serious, a form of a rock. No mouth, no limbs, just a rock. <clears throat> just a rock, basically. Now, ever since the announcement of this particular character, Geo himself, which they also give him a gender that he that is confirmed it is a male version of a rock. Now, ever since then, many Star Wars fans came and backlashed the the official Star Wars account ever since they posted the character's um, concept art for the, for its profile if, like any other um, Star Wars High Republic characters to the point where the where the Star Wars account literally deleted their post about Geo which causes outrage to the whole community now I'm being serious they literally have a character who is a rock. I could tell you face flat that go to Google. Go to Google. Type in Star Wars High Republic Geode. The spelling of the name is G-E-O-D-E. Geode or Star Wars High Republic Rock. You can see the concept art that they deleted it that is literally a rock. You can even see the comic panels of the novel that has the rock in it. To the point where they literally looks like they just photoshop a rock. I'm, I'm just saying flat out that how impressed their art is in the High, Repu- High Republic. And it just seems so ridiculous that they made a character that is literally a rock. To the point where they have it. Its own planet and its own species name meaning that it's be it's this planet contained with thousands and thousands of rocks. It's it's I know I did an episode about um about Jenna Corano and her firing due to her political stuff or whatever no political biases in this podcast but what I'm trying to say is that <clears throat> you fired one of your main crew in the Mandalorian 
to the point where you made the official character of an inanimate object. What's next? The enemy is going to be a piece of paper. And it's the next arch nemesis is going to be scissors. Rock, rock paper, scissors. The, the good thing is at least it didn't make this rock a Jedi. Because if it made into a Jedi... Because that's when I first thought of Because when I first heard about the story, I thought they made that rock a Jedi. But once I read carefully and watch the videos about it, it's not a Jedi. It's just a... It's just a navigator. Just a navigator. I mean, at this point in time, I don't know what to see in Star Wars anymore. I mean... We it's we got to the point where we could make characters out of inanimate objects like this. I mean, and I mean, they could have thought of something more unique with this character. And I'm pretty sure once I read it, it does not look like a joke. As much as it does seem to be, it's not actually a joke that the writers who do it, who, who put the character within the novel, it is ridiculous. It is the most stupidest thing I have ever seen or what I have ever seen that has been created a rock you have like, like millions upon millions of species and and you and the, and the species and the thing you thought of is huh I want to create a rock character but at least give it like like hands and feet I mean there's like tons of characters who are like rocks or stone like beings that has like arms hands legs feet eyes and a mouth Sometimes even a nose. At least you can give the character that instead of it's like like an actual blend rock. It's stupid. It's just it's just it's just ridiculous, honestly. I mean, I don't know how Star Wars has gone to this point when in the creative process, honestly. I bet I'm pretty sure I bet you, I bet you. Oh my god, I mean It's a good thing that the, the company Actually, listen. The company listened to their fans, and they deleted, they deleted the mention of a rock, because that gives them good feedback. But not to do, and that's the thing you don't want to do. Do not, I repeat, do not make a character of a Star Wars that looks like a joke, specifically based off an inanimate object like a rock. Oh my! I mean. To this point in time, I don't know how Disney is going to uh, do with this series. I mean, it has potential with the Mandalorian, but then he's going to controversies. He's going to go flash flagships and whatever. It's we just don't know what to do with the Mandalorian at this point. There has been many many theories and many articles speculating that they're probably going to cancel it soon. I'm pretty sure no one wants to cancel the Mandalorian. I mean, to me, the good Star Wars piece aside from Mandalorian was the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars was a good Star Wars, Star Wars series. I thought it was pretty good. I always loved it, honestly. I love the Star Wars, the Clone Wars series. I can't wait for the for the upcoming one. Is basically is the Bad Batch, and I'm really excited for that to see how Echo and the crew are gonna are gonna go through Order sixty six. But something like this is just plain right ridiculous. Oh my god. I recommend them. I, re I recommend that anyone who's working in the industry, you know, whether Star Wars or whatever you're working on that's creative, make sure you have your 
and creative ideas very, very detailed and thoroughly and more expressive than than a plain old stone sitting in front of a living being character. It's, it's just ridiculous, honestly. I mean, uh, I don't know, honestly. I mean, we just let's just let's just move on from the story, basically. Now, our next set of news comes from KCNTV.com. That Nickelodeon has announced the first ever, well, not the first one, they announced a SpongeBob spinoff named The Patrick Star Show, which will be debuting its first 13 episode season this summer. According to Nickelodeon, the show follows a younger version of the titular character Patrick Star, where he hosts his own TV show for the neighborhood from his television tuned bedroom. Patrick's parents which they also been included, his younger sister and grandfather will also be featured in the show. Now, Bill, who, vo- who voiced Patrick in the original series since debuted in 1999, will return for the new series. Other voice actors, such as SpongeBob voice actor Tom Kitty, Scrubber Tentacles Roger Bam- Bumpass, Sandy Cheeks' Cor- Coraline Lawrence, Mr. Krabs' Clancy Brown, and Plankton's Mr. Lawrence. Are also attached to the project and and the show, which basically the Patrick show, is the second special SpongeBob spin-off series following the the release of SpongeBob under the SpongeBob Camp Coral on SpongeBob under the Sea, which debuted on Paramount Plus on March 4th. <clears throat> so far, as of right now, we have no official dates coming with this new Patrick Star series. One thing I want to address something before I talk about this is that at this point, I don't know, I don't know how, um, I mentioned a few, um, few months ago in the podcast that, oh, animation studios have their own streaming services to tie with. Like we have Cartoon Network going with HBO Max, Disney Channel slash Disney, Disney XD, multi Disney Channel ties with obviously Disney Plus, and Nickelodeon ties with Netflix because they have a deal to put in put in more content within Netflix. The Nickelodeon side is interesting because ever since the Netflix deal, we've been hearing news that they're gonna have they're gonna go to a streaming service called CBS All Access. Which was part of the company which they own Nickelodeon called called Viacom, and then we get to here at this point that is officially go that the um, their content is going to be around Paramount Plus again with Viacom. So right now I'm not sure how their deal with Netflix is going to do when it comes to content. I mean, there was a time where they an- they just announced a few months ago that. Um, Specifically last year, that they're gonna do a Squidward, a Squidward spinoff show for Netflix, and I haven't gotten haven't gotten any updates from that sooner. Basically, so I'm not sure if they're actually gonna do it for Netflix or they're just gonna put it for Paramount Plus at this point. Basically, I want to see more updates on the Squidward spinoff series if it's happening or not. But other than that. We could see how, at this point, ever since the um, the passing of Steven Hillenburg, we um, slowly going to see a a shift within the SpongeBob franchise. 
specifically giving them unique details when it comes to their stories. Great example happens to be obviously, um, what's it called? Um, Camp Coral. What happened with Camp Coral was that they um, introduced him and introduced the characters within a younger side. It's just that the problem was that um, it kind of changed the way how they uh, they interact with other characters. Not interact with the characters, but how they met each other, basically. For example, um, how SpongeBob met Sandy. He's going to be official canon for Camp Coral. However, there was an episode around season one where these two, where these two actually met. It was an episode where um, Patrick teaches SpongeBob how to be quote unquote fancy by raising his pinky, pinky finger up up high to be fancy. You know, the higher to hold it, the fancier you get. That episode, and a lot of, that causes a lot of stirs within people who grew up with SpongeBob and possibly the SpongeBob fandom, basically. And at this point in time. We're not sure how they're gonna put this basically. And there was one article before I read this was that, um, uh, well, I think it was after I read this article was that, uh, that it says Steven and Hillenburg kind of knew the concept of the show and it's been taught, it's been taught by the, even not taught, but it's been said by the um, an interview by the voice actor first punch about Tom Kenny who was close with Hillenburg during Spongebob, he mentioned that um, they didn't have the concept for Camp Coral, they just have the concept of having Spongebob within a 3D aspect, because Spongebob has only been in two dimensions into the animation, basically. And they always, and they mentioned about a 3D act, 3D show of Spongebob. Hillenburg was intrigued by it, basically, of having Spongebob convert to 3D before his passing. And what I want to mention is that, um, <clears throat> Yeah, we all know that what happened was Hillenburg. Hillenburg's idea of SpongeBob was that he doesn't want no spin-offs for SpongeBob, and we all know the story how it goes. That after his passing, there has been more and more releases of the confirmed spin-off series for SpongeBob ever since his passing. We're all assuming that the Nickelodeon is higher, the high reps of the Nickelodeon. Are, are um, essentially not following Simon Hillenburg's word after his passing, and you all went from there basically. I mean, the, the thing I want to give you guys is this: is that <clears throat> when it comes to making a show in uh, in a corporation studio standpoint, they, you literally giving them your permission to buy off your show. They bought your idea. Meaning they have the official they officially own your character and your story basically. And that's basically what the process was. They learned the Tillenberg does not own SpongeBob anymore. It's now the high reps who owns who owns SpongeBob. Basically they own they own them. They able to manipulate whatever they want with them. And that's how it works within the animation industry. Unless Unless you want to make your show more independent, let's just, just say like on on the internet, basically, like, like Vizipop or like uh, like um like what's the other one? Like uh, like Gong like Long Gong Gulch. They're they're made by independent people. The people who own them was their creators, basically. No corporations, 
No, nothing. They did. They own the characters. They own the rights. Unless you go on that route, but it's very, very hard to make that show with like independent, independency like that. But what I want to say is that having having um, Patrick having their history being as a talk show host before he met SpongeBob or his younger days, it's kind of interesting how we get to see Patrick in a different light, and we're not sure how this is gonna go, and I'm not sure how how we're gonna follow through. I mean, we're not even sure how much he's gonna talk about his own talk show. Is he gonna talk about like like something that's like like reality related, like like outside sources, are they gonna make fun of other other things? Are these gonna be is it gonna be dramatic or whatever? But what we just know is that it's just a talk show host he's just gonna be, basically. The one thing I'm kinda really got iffy from this announcement was that uh, the concept arts for for the show for example, the left side of Patrick, we assume, is going to be his parents. Now, they look drastically different from the ones we see around Season 2, where Patrick invites two random strangers that he believes they were parents, until the epi- in the episode, they weren't his parents until he saw his actual biological parents outside of his house. Which means we officially know what his parents look like just from that episode. But now we get to see this one, they're gonna change that direction to have make them look drastically different then there was one interesting instance which I'm gonna explain detail is that giving Patrick a little sister now this one's a different sister because apparently there was an episode where Patrick had a sister but it's but it's a big sister it is older sister basically this one is just his little sister that they give they're gonna give Patrick now the thing is, is that the appearance of the scissor does not look like a starfish. <laughs> it looks like a squid. Like, like its legs. Its legs is literally four legs, but it's kind of like Squidward style. You know how Squidward walks with, with like kind of like two two legs connected to each other to make it walking like on like one leg, kind of like how an average people do it. It's kind of like that. It's, it's, it baffles me because of, like, okay, his, his little sister basically looks like a squid. Is the sister adopted? Does he have, like, squid genes within him? Passed down to family to family? Did one of his relatives dated a squid or something like that? Married a squid? That's the thing what kind of baffles me the most was that because of Star because I really don't get what they're gonna do with this at this point basically. But what I want to say is that this is gonna be an interesting thing to look forward to see what SpongeBob is the franchise is gonna go with different spin-offs. Who knows who's gonna have different characters with their own spin-off shows? And we just have to wait and see how this is gonna go follow through. I know there's gonna be a lot of reviews for the Camp Coral thing. I'm still looking for more reviews, it's just they're a bit a little bit early. But I'll give you guys more information on that as well. Now, our last set of news for today comes from CinemaBland.com. That the 1996 Space Jam movie is getting a sequel. Now, the thing with Space Jam is that the <clears throat> there has been causing a lot of controversies from older from older viewers who saw the first one particularly with the character by the name of Lola Bunny. 
many many older viewers were accusing the new style for Lola Bunny from not being without being quote unquote sexualized. Without having well removing the details of the thigh as well as the breast on the on, on, on the rabbits basically. This caused a lot of stir on the internet to the point where the that the director of Space Jam 2, by the name of Michael D. Lee, says that he believes that the original version of Lola to be sexualized is and felt it to be not necessary due to the nature of the film being child friendly only. Comparing to characters from other cartoon characters drawn with the male gaze like Betty Boop and Jessica Rabbit, he said that Space Jam A New Legacy is a kids movie and won't have Lola Bunny to be to be in crop top. The disclosure continues with a bit of dry comedy and many fans were, were very outraged because of that. There has been another news recently that they um, took out the character Pe- Pepe de Pew. We see with this character within the Looney Tunes cast be removed from the new recent movie due to the um, due to the character's personality of being a being a um, uh, a seducer. Now, first, to me, I watched Space Jam when I was a kid. Uh, Space Jam. Sorry about that. I watched Space Jam, basically. I like it. It kind of reminds me of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, basically, but with Looney Tunes. I mean, I know it has Looney Tunes character within Space, within Roger Rabbit, but I'm meaning meaning that they have more Looney Tunes characters within Space Jam, more focusing on them. And the thing is, is that um, <clears throat> to me, I don't really don't care. It just is my opinion. I really, I just don't care about the Lonely Bunny changing appearance honestly some things i say yes i care about it. i just do it for the meme <laughs> and honestly that's i that's the way i roll i just do it for the meme for the heck of it but but with all seriousness i just really don't even care if they change their appearance or not basically overall i just want to feel the nostalgia of the of the movie because they space jam they're getting a sequel but at the same time it's basically warner brothers making decision to make children's content however there has been times where children's content has put in a few a few um questionable characters are being sexualized for example let's, let's give you an example for example uh, miss bellum from the powerpuff girls that's the mayor's assistant who's very who's basically sexualized with the voice the tone of voice and the style of the character i think it was miss bellum right was it Ms. Bellum? I think it was Ms. Bellum. yeah it was miss bellum next one is obviously dexter's lab with, with Dexter's mom being sexualized as well, is basically the property of a children's content. Then there's another example was basically what's the other one? I don't know. There's more up there. Uh, but this wanted to give you so far because I'm pretty sure there's tons and tons of children's content having sexualizing characters but not emphasizing them but they just put them because of because of the way how they they draw them basically but at the same time this is a new year new era we're slowly shifting to some things that are very different from the norms that happens back then basically so we but what i could tell you guys is that we slowly well either evolving or devolving but what i could tell you is is that it's all is up to the company and the standards we have today so far and the way how we see children basically is how this is the way how we put them within the contents within what they're watching because i'm pretty sure at this point um 
complete your Space Jam is not focused more for the children's audiences, but I'm pretty sure it's more focusing on the fans who used to watch Space Jam because I'm pretty sure kids didn't watch Space specifically kids today who did not watch Space Jam, but it's possible that they watched it or a VHS or someone in order the parents introduced them to Space Jam. But at the same time, you could tell the majority of the audience who's gonna watch it was basically all their fans who watched the first one. The next one I wanted to get, get to it is the whole Pepe Le Pew controversy. Now, the article specifically that I, that I was reading with was specifically the the kind of portrayed Pepe Le Pew, the skunk, as a, as a, um, what's it called? They, they basically call him a rapist, basically. Or more like an assault, basically. On the female cat character. Even though he needs his personality to be a French, a sort of a French stereotype. He's obviously a French stereotype. However, some people were claiming there was evidence that the cat was doing it as well. That where, where Pepe Le Pew put in, I think it was, it was, he was putting a fragrance. Then the cat slowly got attracted by the fragrance and started kissing, kissing Pepe, which he kind of felt uncomfortable with it. Then there was another time where, or I think there was one episode where, where Pepe Le Pew, um, who was switching for the cat, and the cat fell into, I think it was like a bucket of, like, I think he fell on, on, on like, alcohol or something like that, some type of drug, and kind of have her, like, hallucinating, imagining Pepe Le Pew as this buff man walking by, and then she kind of slowly goes towards him, and she looks, like, very, very scary, and made Pepe Le Pew more comfortable. But what I want to say is, is that it comes a time where Things may seem appropriate or inappropriate. We're not. Sh- I'm not sure. There, we could see at this point that there are going to be many characters that seem to don't fit within the modern times. Basically, this is one of the case, and we should all be expecting that uh, the things we used to watch, the thing we used to love, is going to be changed just drastically. Basically, whether you, whether you like it or not, that's the thing I want to tell you guys. Is that. Things like this will change the with either better or worse. With this, with Pepe Le Pew, for me, mm, I would say, I mean, you could keep Pepe as a background character. I know he's part of the Looney Tunes roster, but if you don't want to have him like seducing the cat, you could just make him more like a more like a romantic type of guy. Like he's into romance, basically. He's more ravish, arrogant. Not arrogant, but like he's more, more romantic, basically, type of character. That could also, that could also fit Pepe Le Pew's character, not just him for for knowing like seducing the cat character. We could just have him as more of a of a of a romance type of character who likes love and whatever. Or where do you just have him like a background character? That's what I could tell you. But at the same time, he's not up to me. He's up to the execs. Of Warner Brothers to do with the character basically because they own Pepe Le Pew and they're allowed, they're allowed to do with their own properties and that's what they do basically that's what they do but overall I would say I'll, I'll still watch Speech Jam honestly just to get the nostalgia feels if I have HBO Max but I'll find another way to see a few clips of it if they do but what I could tell you is, is that just enjoy the film I know there's gonna be a lot of controversies coming through with the film 
all I can say is just try to enjoy it as much as much as you want basically it's up to you guys to watch it or not basically because I'm not here to tell you guys where to watch it or not but it's all up to you basically if you want to watch Space Jam 2 or not I mean it's featuring LeBron James I know they kind of missed the hit mark of they should have released it during the whole meme of LeBron James like that <laughs> the whole LeBron James thing basically but heck you could have just done it with LeBron GT. The thing I want to ask you is that you could have done it with Shaquille O'Neal. That would be way funnier to do with Shaquille O'Neal. I know he doesn't do basketball anymore. I know he does commercials, but it could be way more funnier if they had Shaquille O'Neal instead of LeBron James. Because this is let's be let's be real. Shaquille O'Neal is mostly known for his for basically mostly memes. <laughs> it is pretty funny basically. But but hey, we got LeBron instead, but whatever i don't need to watch basketball or anything but but lebron's okay like it's just a shaquille o'neal but whatever now that's it for today's news everyone hope you guys like today's news make sure you guys make sure you guys follow or subscribe to our podcast to get more for get more episodes like this make sure you guys follow our official twitter account of animation 9010 it's animation 9010 on twitter look in, look in the description in our bio in order to get information over there as well this is Animation Nation. I'm your host, Primetime here. Hopefully, get to see you guys next week for the next episode. So, have a wonderful day and stay safe. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad to get this get this podcast up again for the past two weeks. So, have a wonderful day and stay safe. Goodbye.